Hallelujah. My, my, my. It's a good day to have a breakthrough. It's a good day to leave the house of the Lord changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Friend, I don't know what you came expecting, but I wonder if we could raise the level of our expectation just a little bit because I feel a wave of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, I I have seen people that leave the house of the Lord almost discouraged because they didn't get what they thought they were going to get. Or nothing happened that just totally shook them or changed them. I don't think, though, that the problem lies in the power of God. But I think they got what they were expecting. Because in every service, you get what you expect. So I don't think we need more of the power of God. I think we need to raise the level of our expectations. It's impossible to get more of God's power. But it's very possible for us to start believing that He's going to do greater than we've ever seen Him do. I just believe today, if you need something from God, it's available. You just got to pursue after it. My, my, my. I believe God's going to move in this place. 1 Samuel chapter number 14. 2 Kings chapter number 7. Allow me to say what an honor we it has been to be in revival at Greater Life Church these past five weeks. We, uh, we love our time here. It, it seems like this church, it goes by faster than any church we're ever at. I mean, it just, I told my wife it's been five weeks and I felt like I just drove over here yesterday. But, but that means we're having a good time. Because I've been in some churches that, a three-week revival felt like three months. He knows what I'm talking about. You was praying for God to do a quick work. But we have appreciated our, our time here, and I'm thankful for what the Lord has done. But he's not done yet. First Samuel chapter number 14. I'll just skim through some of this beginning at verse number 6. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come and let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And his armor bearer said unto him, Do all that is in thine heart. Turn thee. Behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. Verse 13 says this, And Jonathan climbed up upon his hands and upon his feet, and his armor-bearer after him, and they fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer slew after him. Second Kings chapter 7. We will begin with verse 3 and read through verse number 8. And there were four leprous men at the entering into the gate, and they said one to another, watch this, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. 
If we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. They rose up at twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. They said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came into the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink, carried dense silver and gold and raiment, and went and hid it, and came again and entered into another tent, carried dense also, and went and hid it. I believe there is a common thread that is shared amongst these two passages. And I want to borrow a phrase from Jonathan in verse number 6. He said, Come. Let us go over into the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. There's a possibility, but we won't know until we move from where we're at right now. It may be. I want to preach this morning moving on a maybe. Moving, all you've got is a maybe, but you won't know until you put feet on that maybe. Father, we thank you this morning for the word of the Lord that was read in the midst of your people. I believe that there is a will of God for each and every individual in this place. I'm asking God that before we leave today that we would step into another dimension of power that we would step into another realm of authority. Lord, let the word of God not return void, but let it accomplish your purpose and your will. I bind every spirit that would hinder the work of God. Do a work in this place. And we clapped our hands unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah, Lord bless you. You may be seated today. Moving on a maybe. The curious nature of humanity has been and will be a constant teacher from childhood until death. Before a child begins to walk or even crawl, mamas and daddies, you understand what I'm fixing to say, their curiosity becomes evident. Before they are mobile, when they're just laying there, they begin to reach out. They're striving to break through the borders and the barriers of where they are, reaching into a dimension that they've never been before, all because of curiosity. Edmund Burke said this, the first and simplest emotion which we discover in the human mind is curiosity. Without realizing, we began to press against the limitations of our mind into unchartered territories. 
That curious nature is what causes children to touch hot irons. It it causes them to reach for things that we know they shouldn't even reach for, but their curious nature is compelling them to step into something they've never touched before. Parents, this curious nature causes parents to childproof their house. It causes grandparents who have long settled into their way of life to reassess whether or not their house can be damaged by a toddler and start hiding things that prove to be valuable. This curious nature is what causes brothers and sisters to cry because their baby brother or sister broke their toy. I'm speaking from experience. There is a curiosity that is woven into the fabric of humanity. It never leaves us. Curiosity will not leave your nature. It is constantly there. It can be a blessing or it can be a curse. I recently read a story that reads like this. There was a sign in the window of an English company. The sign read, we have been established for over 100 years and have been pleasing or displeasing customers ever since. We have made money and lost money. We have suffered the effects of coal nationalization, coal rationing, government control, and bad payers. We have been cussed and discussed, messed about, lied to, held up, robbed, and swindled. The only reason we stay in business is to see what happens next. Curiosity. Curiosity. It it plays a role in our life. If you want to see a curious nature, you put a sign that says wet paint on a dry wall and see how many will stop and touch that wall. Why? Because there is a nature that, that there is a curious nature in all of us. I dare say... We would not be as advanced in society had it not been for the curious minds of a few key people. People such as Benjamin Franklin, Alexander Graham Bell, Thomas Addison, the Wright brothers, Henry Ford, and there's a host of others that they push the limits due to their curiosity. They allowed their curiosity to go against the norm. They wouldn't settle for status quo. They knew that maybe, just maybe, something great could be accomplished if they dared to step out of the box that they are in. They moved when all they had was a maybe. They did whatever it took to reach the next level and all they had was a maybe. They didn't have a guarantee. They didn't know for sure that it would pay off. But they were willing to move in spite of ridicule, in spite of everything coming against them. They were willing to move on just a maybe. Don't think this morning that this trait applies only to these individuals because this curious nature is God's method of ensuring spiritual progression. 
Don't think that curiosity is only applicable in a physical realm. But curiosity is the means whereby God will push us into another dimension that we have never experienced before. See, God never intended for this Christian walk to become stagnant. Because stagnant waters only breed pestilence and problems. You show me somebody who's full of problems, I'll show you somebody who hadn't broke through in a while. You show me somebody who's always in turmoil and and their attitude is bad and this and that is happening in their life. I'll show you somebody who has become complacent and satisfied with just going to church and not progressing in God. Although some have already become complacent, I believe this morning there's a call coming from the heavenly realm for somebody to stand up like Moses and say, give me this mountain. I'm tired of being where I'm at. I'm tired of going through the motions. I believe that God has more for somebody who will step out when all you have is a maybe. There's a longing in my heart of late. God, I want more than I've ever had before. I'm not satisfied with where I've been. I want to step into a new realm. I I want to step into a new dimension. And if all I have is a maybe, God will do it. I will allow a maybe to be my motivating factor. A maybe. Jonathan spoke to his armor bearer in verse number one and said, Come, let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. Saul and about 600 men were resting under a pomegranate tree. Can I tell you, I will just use this in relation to the spiritual walk. They were satisfied where they were at. They were satisfied resting under a pomegranate tree. But Jonathan knew that if I told my father, he would try to stop me. I told him of what I wanted to do. He would try to hinder me. Therefore, I can't allow what others will say or think about me to determine my response to God. I pause to tell you today, it would behoove you to get over what people thought about you. I spoke about it last week, but God prompted it to my spirit again. The reason Jonathan didn't tell his dad what he was fixing to do is because he knew there would be opposition. There would be something standing in his way. And when it comes to advancing in God, I would love to tell you that everybody wants you to move into another dimension. But the reality of it is, uh, there are some people that we have to learn to move towards God in spite of. And that's what Jonathan did. He said, I'm not even going to tell my dad because I know where he stands. He's happy where he's at. He's he's fine. He's complacent under a pomegranate tree. There's no thought in his mind of progressing into another dimension. But there's a passion in my soul. And and all I need is an armor bearer to go with me. And they came to, the Bible says, to a hiding place. It was a place between Bozes and Sinai. These were rock formations that provided protection from the enemy. It was a realm of hiding. I know that there is a hiding place in God. 
I know that there is a safe place in God. I know that God is our refuge and that there are times when the battle gets so heated that we need a place of protection. We need that reprieve from the battle. We need that time in our life where we just catch our breath and we get energized. But Jonathan knew that the battle is not being won as long as I'm in hiding. As long as I'm fine hiding here, I make no progress against the enemy. And so there came a time where he turned to his armor bearer and said, Look, there's a good chance that the Lord's going to fight for us. He said, It may be that the Lord will work for us. For there is no restraint to save by many or by few. All he had was a maybe. He didn't have a word from God that said, Jonathan, if you go out there, I will give you the victory. He didn't have a promise to hold on to. He didn't have handwriting on the wall or lightning from heaven. All he had was a curiosity in him that said that it just may be if I step out from where I am that God will give me the victory in the next dimension. Can I tell somebody today, you never know if God will work for you as long as you stay where you're at. But if if you can muster up enough strength to say, you know what, just maybe if I step out, God is going to work for me. Just maybe. If I get from where I'm at right now, it may be. But you'll never know until you step out. That may be. That may be. Jonathan, all you had was a maybe. He was willing to step out in spite of his fears, in spite of his doubts, in spite of his insecurity. He was willing to move on just a maybe. A maybe. There were four leprous men at the gate. These were unclean men. They were outcasts. They were not the most popular. They were victims of circumstances. They they had been like that for a long time. They lost all hope of getting better. And they said these words in verse number 3. Why sit we here until we die? Can I tell you, I have probably said that phrase over these past couple of days hundreds of times in my mind. Why sit we here until we die? Why stay where we're at for the rest of our life? Why come to church and do the same thing over and over and over and think that something different is going to happen? Why sit we here until we die? That's what their mindset was. That's what they were thinking. And the Bible said that they spoke to each other and said, Look, either we're going to die by a famine, we're going to die here, or just maybe. If we go to the camp of the Syrians, we can be spared. Just maybe. I'm not getting any better right here. Nothing's changing right here. I've been doing the same thing for years, and nothing has changed. I I feel no more of God. In fact, I feel less of God. I've been doing the same thing over and over and over. Just maybe. 
if we can force ourselves out of where we are and force ourselves to step into another dimension, could it be that something great will happen for And the Bible said that when they made up their mind to move, when all they had was a maybe, that as they progressed closer towards that new dimension, as they progressed closer towards that next level, that the enemy heard chariots and fire and horses, Friend, don't you think that your move towards God goes unnoticed? In fact, I believe when we make up our mind that that God amplifies our actions in the ears of hell, you better believe that hell is shaken when he sees somebody make up their mind to move towards God. I'm saying today, why don't you say, I'm tired of being where I'm at. I'm going to another dimension. I believe that there's greater things for me. Why settle for where you've been when there's a whole nother dimension that God has in store for you today? Come on, let's worship him all across the building. Worship like you've never worshipped. Worship in another dimension. Just maybe, just maybe if I worship harder than I've ever been, I'll feel something I've never felt before. Just maybe if I press through my depression, God will break the chains out of hell. Just maybe, my friend, if you will press past your past, God will give you a new future. I will put it to you like this. This is as simple as good as it's going to get. The first step towards victory is taking the first step. You know when he won the battle, when Jonathan won the battle, when he was willing to step out when all he had was a maybe. He didn't have a promise. He didn't have a guarantee. He just had a hunch that if if God be for me, who can be against me? Can I remind somebody today, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why would I let the enemy keep me in check? Why would I let the devil keep me bound? When God says there's another dimension for you to step into as long as you stay put, one thing is for certain. Nothing will change. That's not revelation. That's common sense. If I just keep doing what I'm doing, nothing's going to change. I can't expect God to just just throw lightning from heaven and knock me on my carcass when I didn't do anything. See, we want God's best without giving our best. We want maximum result on minimal effort. It doesn't work like that, honey. But when you make up in your mind, I'm not going to do what I've been doing. In fact, I'm going to go beyond where, I, where I'm at right now. I'm telling you, God will open the door to another dimension. He will do a new thing in your life. As you stay where you're at, you'll be bound. You'll be fearful. You'll be tired. You'll be doubting. You'll be sick. Everything that's plagued you before, those leprous men, if they'd have stayed right there, they knew what their fate was going to be. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. When they moved on just a maybe, they stepped into a dimension 
that they had never been before. They had all kinds of goods available to them and nobody to oppose them. Friend, when you can say, you know what? It may be that if I put forth a little effort, if I stretch myself beyond the realm of comfort, it may be that God will work for me. It may be that God will work this out in my life. But you'll never know until you allow that maybe to cause you to move. I'm afraid that spiritual complacency is destroying good people. They're happy with where they are. And there's no need to stir up anything. But the Bible said that from the days of John the Baptist even until now, that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. That means that everybody, the rain falls on the just and everybody's coming under attack. But not everybody's overcoming. The violent take it by only those people who are willing to fight in spite of. Only those people who are willing to move in spite of. I can't control what comes at me, but I can control how I react that means I can praise him in the belly of hell that means I can praise him whenever things going wrong in my life that means I can pursue him when I don't have a reason to smile I can't have a breakthrough oh come on there's no reason for you to leave the same way you came but there's power in this place there's glory in this place there's another dimension for somebody who's willing to step into it today Stand with me all across this building and clap your hands under the Lord. Come on, like you've never done it before. Like you've never done it before. Like you've never done it before. Why don't you pursue after him this morning? That's it, that's it, that's it. Uh, Why don't you step out this morning and say, God, I'm stepping into another dimension. I'm stepping into another dimension, God. Oh, come on, church. I'm telling you, there's a door open this morning. There's a door open this morning. There's a door in another heavenly realm open this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I'm not staying where I'm at. Oh, come on, that's it, man. That's it, man. I'm going to where God wants me to go. In the name of Jesus.